0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: I, I, I really appreciate that. I hate hate releasing singles. I I. I, 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 I
0: Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you had a glorious weekend uh, here in Montreal. It is starting to warm up. Uh, We are capable of going outside for longer periods of time. It is a wonderful thing to have that Capability during a global pandemic. It was a very nice weekend and I truly enjoyed myself, and I hope that you did as well. Today's episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal is Montreal's premier metal promoter. When there isn't a global pandemic crippling the music industry, they normally put on a bunch of sick metal shows here in Montreal. But more than that, they also put on one of North America's best metal festivals. And when I say this, it's the absolute truth. I have played metal fests all over the globe, and Heavy Montreal is up there with the best of them. I'm super stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm asking you to rate it and write a review because when you do that, more metalheads just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list you can do that on my website, voxandhops.com, that is is v-o-x-a-n-d-h-o-p-s.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops metal podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I have dropped throughout that past week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the links for the upcoming live interview, Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hangs, and the updated links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which are available on Apple Music and spotify and is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect himself do yourself a favor sign up to the vox and hops metal Podcasts mailing list because this is a party that you do not want to miss now on today's episode i am with johannes Pearson of cult of luna get ready everyone this is vox and hops episode number 242 I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up everyone? Today I'm with Johannes Pearson from Cult of Luna. I am very, very stoked to be with you. I am a big fan, super stoked uh, to have this chance to chat with you. Let's start with a very complex yet intriguing question. How did you cope with the glorious year of 2020?
1: Pretty good, to be honest. Um... I mean, look, uh, uh, I don't think we have to mention the backdrop of people dying. Um, but from, I mean, we all know it's horrible. It's a nightmare for, for all of us. But for me personally, it's not been that bad. Uh, I kind of enjoy it like this. Like I'm I'm not a super social person anyway. Um, and I like, I don't, I, I don't miss that part of life that much Um, I spent more time at home more time with the kids um, been able to uh, enjoy myself with the people or well the people I love and the stuff I love to do which I can do at home there is a small downside to it when it comes to shows and stuff but to be quite honest um, to get a summer off Festivals was not completely bad. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, I, I enjoyed doing them while we we're there, but doing all these festivals uh, pretty much destroys every weekend. Yeah, so that it it was good with the, to have a break. Uh, so it hasn't been that bad, to be honest, not for
0: me. And, and it's nice that it's not us that are saying that we don't want to go do it. It's it's, it's been dealt to us you know a whole summer at home with our families yeah and we're not the ones turning to our band and saying no no i need the break so so it's it's it was a exactly. refreshing and and it it is brutal doing the festival circuits especially the way you guys do it, where you pop in weekends here and there that's a lot of flights and you get there yes. you just lie down for a second in that beautiful hotel room that they've given you as a part of uh, your your time on the festival but you don't see that room at all <laughs>
1: No, uh, I mean, usually we have long travels and, uh, it, I mean, the show in themselves are pretty good, but the problem with festivals, as you know, is that, uh, most of the time you don't have your own stuff and there's always something that's not what it should be and you have to deal with that and not a proper sound and yada, 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 but it works out i wouldn't say that we lower our standards but i think one good thing with doing these kind of of shows is that um if things doesn't work the way they should you don't get that pissed off because you know that we haven't spent the whole afternoon trying trying to perfect everything so if, if, if the monitor sounds aren't sounds aren't perfect, like it doesn't really matter. We we just concentrate on doing the shows, and, and if the power cuts out or whatever, it's not as it doesn't feel like as big of a deal as a, a club show.
0: It's true because it's sort of like when you're it's a club show, you feel like everything's on you. Yes, because you're the headliner; it's your show. Whereas you've been invited to someone else's show, so the responsibility has been passed on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think there's something to that uh, because uh, we have done everything we can in our power in to be able to do a good show with that small of, uh, well, that short of a preparation period. I mean, you're lucky if you get an hour to prepare everything and we have sent our riders everything we need and if we don't get i mean it's it's we can't do anything about it i think i think that, actually i think that's probably it that if you fuck up on a club show it is your responsibility i mean you can't blame it on anyone uh but if <laughs> like um uh, we come to festivals and they obviously haven't read our, our technical <laughs> writer. Like, yeah, these are not the amps we asked for. Oh, you only have one drum kit when you have the full <laughs> two drum kits. What do we do now? We play the show in forty-five minutes. Uh, you know, it, it, it. You know, things like that do happen. And uh, yeah, so I don't have as high expectations on those shows, which means that I don't get as pissed off or disappointed and or disappointed if things doesn't work the way it should.
0: Mm, well, at least you care.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we've flown for a couple of hours and then all we'll, we'll traveled that far, which we always have to, because we live in a far off corner of Europe. Um, I mean you want to be able to perform as you know as as well as possible. We did this Spanish festival last summer and I can't remember how many travel hours we had I, I, but I do remember that we might as well be in Australia. Wow. Yeah, uh, 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 it was insane how many how, how many hours we had to travel to get there. I mean it was like two or three flights and a bus drive for two hours it was it was insane.
0: And then you lose your gear. <laughs> we haven't had that Yeah,
1: maybe no, but uh, but it's kind of interesting every time you fly to see in what way the they managed to screw up your equipment. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, I've seen our, um, uh, my guitar case on the carousel. Actually, well, mine was was bad, but Frederick's, uh, guitar case was like, I don't think I could have caused that much damage because I mean, they're, they're really sturdy cases. If you would have given me a sledgehammer, I don't think I would be. No, no, seriously. No joke. I don't think I would be able to cause as much damage to the case. They must throw them off while they're still on the... the road elevators road. there, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, No. I, I, maybe if you would drop that case for like five meters, I, I don't think it would be as damaged as it was when it came So yeah, that, that's always interesting. But I haven't had a, a broken guitar neck in a while now, but it happens on like a couple of occasions.
0: That's horrible. And we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's Voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. What are you drinking on your side there, Johannes? Uh,
1: you know, I, I think uh, this is a drink that, Really should should um, put some fear in Coca Cola because it's like a local soft drink. Um, yeah, it's called Tragadero. Uh, it's, it's Swedish, but I think it's it's viewed as the um, national drink of northern Sweden. And uh, like I said, like the taste is so hard to describe. I've tried. I discussed it with my girlfriend, and like it's it's not apple. It's not citrus. It's Something, (laughs) but it but it feels it's very sweet, um, and good for you. (laughs) It's probably not good for you, but 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 it's good. Excellent. I'm I'm not I'm not that I'm not that I don't I don't drink that much. Like I very rarely drink beer. Like it's not like I don't like it. It's more uh, I'm I'm just not a drinker when it comes to to alcohol. Like I never have very, very rarely have a glass of wine. I do enjoy them. It's just that I'm more of a kid, uh, which means that I rather have a soft drink, (laughs) like if we're sitting and watching a a movie or anything like that. Uh, And also, I'm the kind of person that, oh, well, I don't count my calories anymore but I kind of keep track of what I put put into my body. So um, uh, that is also a, an aspect of <laughs> my m- that I don't drink if I don't really have to in you know, in, when you're social and stuff, stuff like that, but it do happens It too happens.
0: On my side, I will be drinking a beer. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, Lupulon's. Uh, it is their Imbroglio, and it is a black Czech lager. I love their can art. They make some really cool stuff here coming out of Montreal. Excellent, excellent little brewery. Very young, under a year old. Uh, they are contract brewing out of Avant Garde Parasserie. Excellent brewery. Love them. I'm going to crack this open. Talk to me about let's go back to your youth. You are still a child, a kid in your mind, as you were saying. Uh, um, take me back to the soundtrack of your youth. When you were growing up in your parents or guardians' house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to?
1: My dad, he, um, he's always and still, he actually sent me a a link to one of his one of his favorite artists a new album. He 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 he's into Swedish folk music, or actually like folk music in, in general. Um. And so that's the kind of music that I grew up with that I obviously hated (laughs) uh, up up until (laughs) I became an adult. uh, And kind of, you know, and when you kind of understand, I mean, your job is to rebel against your parents. So, of course, you're going to hate what they like. But also, um, my mom liked Bruce Springsteen, Chris Ria you know, stuff like that. Uh, Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Um, my dad was, uh, hippie ish when he was a kid. So yeah, the Beatles, you know, all that stuff Uh Santana. Um, but most, mostly
0: folk music that's excellent what band would have been your first band your first love something that came not from someone from the outside not from your family something that you discovered that you just absolutely adored and it blew your mind open to a whole new world
1: (laughs) that's happened a lot of times (laughs) i grew up during the 80s so obviously it was all these uh, these hair bands I, i talked about my musical evolution through life. And I remember that uh, like the first band, the first song that I kind of, 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 uh, that introduced me to anything heavier is probably Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. But I think the first band I fell in love with was probably Kiss. Uh, I mean, when you're seven you know, the, the 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 face paint and all that stuff. I mean, they, they were super cool. Um, but that was a very... I think it was pretty brief. I, I, I never really... I had a, a lot of albums uh, on cassette because that's how you copied cassette. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like Guns N' Roses came, and you know all these hair hair bands, Motley Crew, Poison, but but you know White Snake, Iron Maiden. Yeah, the, the, uh, you always have these uh, friends that might are like one or two year older that introduced you to all this stuff. And I was lucky enough to have have them uh, as neighbors. So I used to hang out with with a friend. And just listen through uh, uh, the first three or four monthly crew, back to back, over and
0: over again. The school of metal. I love it. I was very excited when I saw you guys were starting your own label. I think that's very, very cool. Uh, Cryptopsy was independent for a very, very long time, uh, since 2012, until just very recently. Uh, Talk me through the whole decision to start Red Creek recording, please i
1: mean there there's this idea of creating something just a known pla- a platform for ourselves it's been there since uh two thousand five six maybe and we've actually made a couple of attempts to uh you know just release something on our own we i think we're, we we released uh two seven inches and, and a book mm-hm uh, on our own label. Uh, but I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say that was definitely on a DIY um, a level. Um, but this idea has grown for the last couple of, of years. And uh, thanks to our manager, Alexis, and he kind of have, have pushed the idea. And we we talked about it for a couple of years. And i I would say that if if it wasn't for the kind of involuntarily hiatus that we are in now with the extra time yep. uh, that we have been given, we would probably don't have that variable in the mix, which I, you know, so it would not have happened. I, I would have um, spent my time preparing for tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so it gave us the opportunity to to do this. And, and if we wouldn't have had this break, we wouldn't have recorded the, the EP. I mean, we wouldn't have time to do it. Um, so that's probably it. Uh, and I didn't know at all how much time, effort, and money you <laughs> need. Yeah. <laughs> order, and how much you need to battle with PayPal, for example, which mm. I still do. And oh, it's it's a mess. It's um but I'm learning. I'm learning. So it's basically me and Alexis that are doing most of the stuff with the label. And whatever happens to it, I mean we do have the ambition, I mean and that's another thing that I uh why it Became like a more concrete idea is that I really feel that I want to help other bands to reach a bigger audience um and in in the long run, we are definitely going to sign other artists and all that uh right now we just need to 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 release some safer releases so we can afford to lose money.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because we definitely cannot afford to lose money now. Um, so yeah, I've been taking care of, of all the pretty much the practical, boring administrative stuff uh, with banks. And you know, I because I know how to run a business in Sweden, uh, taking care of most of the other boring stuff. <laughs> like web shops and distribution, distribution and stuff like that.
0: Well, you guys teamed up with great labels to get the distribution going in two excellent territories. So, so that was a smart decision, right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you need to 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 work with the best, of course.
0: <laughs> and it's cool that you mentioned the roster because I was definitely going to bring it up. Uh, is this also going to be a landing page, a safe haven for future projects of yourself? Yeah, for sure. Such as a a, a future coma, because I would like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when that happens
1: I I, I I i hope so i mean uh yeah we're we're i mean we're still talking um we're still doing stuff uh we're just uh i mean me and frederick and thomas are we're doing because luna and it, it takes a lot of time and mm-hmm. it's definitely our main priority John lives in a different city. He has his stuff um, working as a professor, I think. Oh, yeah. Or something. <laughs> it, um, and at the university. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. L- let's just say that I think there will be a new Coma album before a new Tool album.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> so. We have about 10 years. <laughs> uh i love how eclectic your tour packages are um you know going out with uh emma ruth rundle last year where she's doing a s- solo acoustic set just about uh you were out with a.a a. williams as well last year i love how you uh, you create like a mini road burn almost yeah experience when people come and see you is that going to be basically what this label is going to be like when it is up and running is it going to be a varied eclectic um array of artists or is it going to be more specific to a be called the luna sound
1: yes and no or i don't know it all depends on what good bands we find and i don't uh, i don't necessarily have the ambition to uh uh only Or at all, to be honest, uh, release metal albums or metal artists. I don't mind if they're good. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I listen to a whole wide wide variety variety of music. And uh, if it's good, and if we feel that we have uh, a mutual ambition to, to... to work together but i mean um it's hard to say we're just gonna do this uh i think we're gonna take it about a year and and release albums that are pretty safe and then i'm ready to take chances and um yeah so we'll we'll definitely see
0: very interesting is it is it going to be something where you are hunting for bands once the time is right or are you going to be welcoming submissions from bands as well
1: yeah we always do yeah and we have um we have a bunch of a whole bunch of, of bands that sent their, their music but yeah we're we're not we're not really ready to sign anything just yet i mean we haven't even um, processed the whole first release kind of thing yet uh we'll take one thing at a a time
0: and that is correct the first thing is going to be cult of luna's the raging river ep which i honestly have not listened to the single and the reason for that is is that i'm such a fan that i feel that i need to listen to it in its entirety a cult of luna album for me is an experience and i always always wait to listen to the full album so I have not listened to the single but I know I will like it
1: I, I, I really appreciate that I hate hate releasing singles I I, I I I know that that's how you work in the music business I would prefer not to but I respect it and and that's one of the few things that I we as a band are forced to compromise with, because I, I do think listening to uh, singles, it do destroy the whole album experience, for me at least. Because uh, if you listen to a song 20 times, and then you're going to listen to it for the 25th time, when you listen to the whole album, you're not, it's uh, it, it just destroy the whole dynamic of, of the, of the
0: album especially because artists take so long to to you know place the songs in the correct order, especially you guys it's it 's like a whole soundtrack there 's a lot of thematic uh, melodies that come back throughout the albums so so on the previous one, don Firo was happy that it was the first track so I you know if I've, I could just always start at the second track because <laughs> yeah. I, I did I, I succumbed and listened to the first on that album because I was on tour in Europe and I woke up one day and I was like oh a new Cult of Luna I'm gonna listen to it and I was in my bunk and I was listening to it and I was happy but then <laughs> when the album dropped in September I was I was less happy and I wished that I had wait so I'm waiting this time <laughs> yeah. you guys got I know you are talking about this a thousand times but uh, I'm heading in a different direction with it you guys got Mark Lanigan of uh, Screaming Trees, uh, the Queens of the Stone Age to do some vocals on this, which is amazing. Uh, in the past you've worked with Julie Christmas. Are there any other iconic vocalists that you haven't had the chance to collaborate with that you would like to?
1: Um, I, I don't have, I, I don't feel like, uh, like a urge to do it with anyone, to be quite honest. It's more of, a decision in the moment kind of thing i love that like, oh, i really liked it oh i really like that um how about we mix that that voice would be good on these tracks it's not that much thought put into it it's more of a gut feeling and whenever it happens it happens we haven't asked anyone that that turned us down
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it always comes from the music the music the, the music is there and then you guys say you know whose voice would be amazing for this
1: but we, we haven't done it that many times so i wouldn't say it's a, a pattern i mean that it happened during well this time with, with mark but uh with julie it was actually the other way around we started right we we just talked about doing it, you know it's not it's just you know in the moment kind of decisions that that's not there of course there's a a, a wide variety of artists that if they would ask me do you want to do well of course like
0: yeah well it happened well and uh if it can happen again i would be very excited about a new a mariner part two i would be definitely definitely very stoked for that as well because i love that ep yeah, yeah. Let's wrap this up with a classic Vox and Hop's question. Uh, it never really happens to you because you don't really enjoy partying and getting too much into to with alcohol. But it, every once in a while, it happens to everyone, and it probably happened to you back in the day. What is your hangover cure?
1: I, um, I just uh, when I'm really hungover, if, if, especially if I'm to blame for it myself, I just pull through it. It's my own fault. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I just suffered through it. I like that. I, yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago though, but I remember the thing, you know, people talk about that, that, hangovers get worse, uh, with age. Uh, last time, I don't remember when it was, but I do remember I, I had, I was out drinking on a Friday, Saturday wasn't human. Sunday <laughs> wasn't human monday started to get human Uh, it was like a three-day hangover
0: i just had a chat with a nutritional scientist who has a phd and a master's in nutritional sciences and he says it takes the body three days to get over hangover so you're absolutely right there
1: yeah you see (laughs) especially when when you're pushing 40.
0: (laughs) johannes thank you so so much for taking the time talking to me about your life music and craft beer everybody listen to the raging river ep from Cultaluna. i know that i will And I know I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you, Johannes. Cheers.
1: Great. All right. (laughs) I'll see you next time.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Now I have subsequently listened to the entire new EP, The Raging River which dropped back on February 5th, and man, was I happy that I waited, just as we discussed throughout this episode, not listening to the single. I waited, and I listened to the full EP, which, you know, they call it an EP, but it runs at 39 minutes, which is longer than some people's albums. But that's the way Cult of Luna rolls, and I love that about them. So I love the EP, huge fan. I am super stoked that I had the chance to hang out with Johannes for a bit. I'm a big fan, so this one meant a lot to me. If you enjoyed this Fox & Hops episode, you should follow it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should rate it and write a review... Because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox & Hops Podcast throughout the past week. Do yourself a favor, sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list because this is a party that you do not want to miss. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I have one more episode coming at you this Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops Hits. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11.